0: Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. acknowledge your presence, we avail our hearts to you, minister to our hearts, teach us, you are the great teacher, therefore teach us, and as your word goes forth, let it not return to your void, but let it accomplish the purpose for which you send it. Thank you, spirit of God, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated with a clap offering. Wonderful. Well, I want us to continue with our message that we began two weeks ago. We've been talking about soul winning. We talked about, we started talking about 120 reasons why. You must be a soul winner. And we gave you several reasons why you must be a soul winner. That today I was, no, last night I was sharing with someone and I said, this is a person is a Christian. And I said, um, in our church we are talking about soul winning. 120 reasons why you, sh- you must be a soul winner. And the person asked me, what is soul winner? What is soul winning? And um, then I sent her one of our podcast messages to listen. I said, this is what we were created to be when we came to Jesus. When we found Christ, he made us or he transformed us into witnesses. And so I sent her a message to listen. So I'll get a feedback and I'll share with you. After the person has listened to the message. But there are several reasons why you must be a soul winner, why you ought to be a soul winner. And we've been sharing from the book, Tell Them, by our prophet, our pastor, Bishop Dagwood Mills. Very powerful book. And I want to encourage all of you to read the book. We have these books available to every church member all of Bishop's books are available to every church member so if you don't have them you will make sure you have all of them on your phone or on your tablet whatever device you have amen but today I want to share with you about the follow-up ministry the follow-up ministry one person is excited about the follow-up ministry Amen. So the follow-up ministry, what does that mean? When God has sent us out to witness to people, there is an expectation that we follow up these souls that have come to Christ. Hallelujah. Now, there was a time in history that there was no treatment for infection. You know, not too long ago, there was no treatment for infection and many people died from infection. Many people died just from having any scratch on their bodies that did not heal. Are you listening? You could die from any type of infection because there was no treatment for bacteria. There was no cure. So one time there was this chemist who was travelling and he noticed that he was examining some petri dishes. Petri dishes are some type of medium that they grow bacteria on. And he noticed that he was growing all kinds of bacteria, staphylococcus aureus, streptococcus pneumonia. He was growing Uh, all kinds of bacteria. And then he noticed that the bacteria would just grow on all these medium and when they grow, they call them colonies. They grow together in different chunks. And they were popping up all over the place. And then he noticed that there was a particular spot where the bacteria could not grow. This was in 19, I believe, 1928 or something like that. That bacteria could not grow. And so he took note of that. This is when many people were dying from infection. So he took note of that, that why is it that this particular area or this part, the bacteria, did not seem to be able to grow? And then he noticed that that area had some fungus, over that area. There was fungus in that area. And so he took interest in that. And he decided to study what is in the fungus that made the bacteria not able to grow. And they noticed that it was from, it was the bacteria, this bacteria had, or the fungus produced something that resisted the growth of the bacteria. And this is how they found out about penicillin. Okay, so penicillin was born out of someone's observation of this. And so they decided to study penicillin, forming all kinds of fungus to extract penicillin. And they were now trying to produce the penicillin, but it was very difficult to extract and maintain it. And eventually, this was in England, eventually they were able to extract some, and there was a man who got sick by a scratch on his mouth. There was a scratch on his mouth, and he got so sick. He got so sick because he became infectious, and then the infection spreaded, he formed, it formed boils, and it affected his eyes, his face. And so, this. they decided to treat him with this new thing and they realized that quickly the man was turning around. The infection was going down. Now, unfortunate for him, they could not have enough of this penicillin and so it was finished. The man was doing well. It was finished and there was not enough. The bacteria was not all killed or killed and then they started growing again and the man died. But That was how antibiotics was born. And the moment they discovered that, then they worked so hard in forming an industry that could produce these antibiotics. And when the antibiotics were now manufactured and were able to be stabilized and sterilized and made usable in humans, they noticed that with the use of this new antibiotics, the population growth now shut up exponentially. World population, which had a very slow growth like that, it was growing like this. People would give birth the same rate, but people would die. But with the advent of antibiotics, growth shut up like this. So they noticed that. Now they were preventing more deaths. Not that many people were giving birth, but there were more deaths, there were less people who were dying. And so the population grew. Now church with follow-up can be analyzed in the same way that when God brings people to church, when we win souls, It is just like they don't have antibiotics to keep them alive when there is a lack of follow-up. So when there is a lack of follow-up, church growth is like this. Very slow growth. Are you listening? Because many people, if you will notice, many people come to church and many people go out. So the growth is like that. Just like many people give birth, but many people die. So the growth is very flat. But when there is an effective evangelistic ministry, here it says you will notice from the analysis that I gave you, from the graph that virtually I described to you, that without follow-up ministry, evangelism is virtually a waste of time. It's a waste of money and a waste of resources. All our efforts will be in vain. All our efforts will be in vain. Every church must develop an effective follow-up ministry that deals with the souls that come to the Lord. It is very important. Hallelujah. It is very important. So the follow-up ministry is a scientific way of preventing the loss of converts. It's a scientific way, just like a scientific way of maintaining the population, um, the, um, the growth of the population, it is a scientific way of preventing the loss of converts. Amen. So much energy is spent in winning the lost. A proportional amount of time and resources must be spent to retain the harvest. Isn't that so? We must spend energy to retain the harvest. If we are spending energy to win the loss, if we are going out and being tired to win the loss, we must be tired to maintain the harvest that God gives us. Amen. One of the saddest things, Bishop described that he saw in a hospital. There was a sad event that he witnessed in a hospital. It was with a little baby that had been abandoned by the mother. A little baby was born in a hospital. The mother had gone through nine months of pregnancy. Are you listening? Nine months of pregnancy. Early trimester or first trimester of vomiting. Nausea, discomfort, inability to eat, weight loss, all kinds of things that will pass in the second trimester and the third trimester with the weight gain and all kinds of things that come with pregnancy. And then finally, the mother went through all of this, struggled in labor, struggled in labor, and finally delivered a bouncing baby girl. now after this child was born when no one was watching this lady slipped out of the labor ward and vanished and they could not find her she slipped out of the labor ward now what is going to happen to this baby that is born who is going to provide for this baby who is going to care for this baby her future now lay in the hands of faith who is going to care for this baby he says this story when the, they asked how the baby was going to be fed the nurses now who were in the ward decided that they were hallelujah the nurses decided that they were going to now The other mothers. Are you listening? Ask the other mothers who were breastfeeding to spare some of their breast milk so they can give to this baby. That is what happens when we win the lost and we do not produce our own breast milk. We do not maintain the baby With our own breast milk and then we leave them to the fate of some other people who will spare them breast milk when we win the loss and we don't aggressively follow up a mother who gives birth to a child even when the breast is not producing the milk you see how the mother eats certain types of food takes certain types of vitamins drink certain types of juices, eat all kinds of things that they never ate before. A mother who has never eaten yogurt before, you see the mother now eating yogurt, drinking f- fresh milk. Are you listening? Doing everything so she you have breast enough to feed the baby that God has given her. Now, when we don't produce our milk for the baby that god has brought to us when we don't provide for the new converts that god has brought to us we leave them in the faith of some other church and some other pastors and hoping that they will go to church and they will be preached to and be strengthened amen So what is going to happen to all the souls who come to the Lord? Follow up is to new converts as breastfeeding is to babies. Hallelujah. Follow up is to new converts as breastfeeding is to babies. Amen. When you follow up people, you are establishing them in Christ. And you are causing them to grow in Christ. Amen. If we don't develop our own system of feeding our converts, their future will lay in the hands of other people. And we will hope that they will be fed. The growth of the population of the world is very similar to the growth of the church. The population of the world has been considerably low for hundreds of years. And at the turn of the century things began to change and the population began to increase dramatically. Hallelujah. Now the reason for this turning point was because people were having babies. Is that correct? Was it because people were having more babies? Young people were having more babies. The reason for the turning point was because there was less and less people dying. Amen. And the reason why the kingdom of God is going to increase is because there will be less and less of people going back into the world. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yes. yes. It was due to the improvement in medical science that occurred at the beginning of the 20th century. A drastic reduction in mortality rate resulted in a much larger population. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, if the church were to do follow-up and retain the people we want, the church will experience major growth. What do you think? If we were to follow up on all the people that God has brought to us, if we were to follow them up, call them, check on them, know their states, and care for them, visit them, the church will be overflowing. The church will be overflowing. Many of you are here today because you were followed up. You were visited, you were called, you were encouraged. Hallelujah. We will not grow if we do not follow up on people that God brings to us. We will not gain for Christ if we do not follow up on the people that Christ brings to us. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 14 and verse 21 if you have the amplified version, Acts chapter 14 and verse 21. Acts chapter 14 and verse 21. It says, this is about Paul and Barnabas. Says in verse 21, they preached the good news to that city. Is that what we're reading? When they had preached the good news, the gospel, to that town and made disciples of many people. Are you listening? I want everyone's attention. I want everyone's attention. It says, when they had preached the good news, the gospel, to that town, and made disciples of many of the people, what did they do? They went back to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch to live there, to relax. He says, after they have won these people, they went back to Lystra and Iconium and Antioch after they have preached to them, establishing and strengthening the souls and the hearts of the disciples urging and warning and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith souls need urging they need warning they need encouragement before they can stand firm in the faith. No one stands firm in the faith without urging, encouragement and warning. No one. You have seen it yourself. You don't stand firm in the faith if you are not called, if you are not warned, if you are not encouraged. You do not stand firm in the faith. He says they did this so that they will stand firm in the faith and telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulations that we must enter into the kingdom of God. New converts they are not prepared to go through hardships. People who just come to church and give their life to Christ, they are not prepared to go through hardships and tribulations. They are not prepared to be inconvenient. They are not prepared to come to church tired. They are not prepared to sit in church sleepy. Are you listening? But the Bible is saying that it is through these things, if we, are, we, have, an, we have any interest in getting them to enter into the kingdom of God, then it's going to come through hardships and tribulations. That they will enter into the kingdom of God. And that is why they need encouragement. That is why they need a warnings. Hallelujah. That is why they need that love. Amen. And this is how the church of old grew and they increased in every town. Because after they have won the souls after they have preached to them, and the people have given their lives to Christ, they went back. Establishing and strengthening them. Strengthening their hearts. Yes, there are times that you don't feel like coming, but come. Yes, I didn't see you last Sunday. Was there anything wrong? And you call them, and you follow them up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is Did I not call you two this morning? Were you not going to go somewhere else? Yes. And they are here because some shepherd called them and encouraged them. Are you listening? Someone called them and encouraged them. If you don't follow up the ones that God brings to us, they'll be lost. Hallelujah. They'll be lost. Amen. I don't know who called you this morning but you are here hallelujah so planting churches where crusades and evangelism have taken place is also another major part of follow up churches are important for establishing souls hearing the word of God is important to establish you and it's not hearing every so often, but hearing all the time. Amen. It is a form of follow-up. Follow-up also involves prayer for the converts that have been won to the Lord. You must take their names. Take the names of convicts. People that you met and you took their numbers. Pray for them. Pray for them. Amen. Today, one of the young people was sharing with me how many people he encouraged and won for Christ. How many he won for Christ. And I said, pray for them. Pray for all those people. Hallelujah. Pray for all those people. Amen. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. says, my little children, of whom I travail in bed again until Christ be formed in you. My little children. It's okay, we're staying there. My little children, verse 19, of whom I travail again. That means, of whom I have prayed for over and over, travail in prayers with prayer. I traveled until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ has been formed in a person, the person is liable to the world and can be lost. Many of you are here, you don't need a phone call because Christ is formed in you. You don't need encouragement today because Christ is formed in you. And even you, every now and then, you realize you need some form of encouragement. Hallelujah. Small pandemic, and you realize you need a lot of encouragement to even come back to church again. Amen. And the Bible says, we must continue in this. We must travail. Do you have the New Living Translation? Let's read that. We must travail. We must work in them. We must pray for them. Continue to pray for them Until we see that Christ is formed in them. And when Christ is formed in a person, you will know. Amen. He says, oh, my dear children, I feel as if I am going through labor pains. Are you going through labor pains because of a new convert that you brought to church? Are you going through labor pain because of a new person that you met in church? He says, I feel as if I am going through labor pains for you again. And they will continue. Listen. You see, because it is labor pain to win one soul for Christ. It is not easy. To win one soul for Christ. But associate that winning that one soul as if he's going through labor pain. And he says, after that, I feel as if I am going through labor pains again for you. And they will continue. I will continue in this. Until Christ is fully developed in you or in your lives. Amen. Until Christ is fully developed in your life. Until then, we cannot relax. Until then, we cannot say we have 100 people for Christ and we have brought them to church. We must travail. We must go through labor pains. We must inconvenience ourselves for the souls that Christ has brought to us. Hallelujah. That is how they get established. That is how they remain in Christ. That is how they increase. Amen. Amen. So, you must travel for your souls in prayer. That is how to follow them up spiritually. After spiritual follow up, you must visit them. You must visit them. After you have prayed for the souls, you must visit them. Amen. You ought to visit the souls. Hallelujah. New converts are established through visitation. When people give their lives to Christ, they are established through visitation. Hallelujah. In our church, we have something called PBCI. That is prayer. We pray for the people. We visit the people. We counsel the people. And we interact with the people. Amen. We interact. Now we're going to start massive visitation because this COVID, I guess we are living with it by the grace of God. By the grace of God, we are not seeing people coming to die in a hospital like we used to. I thought somebody was going to clap for Jesus. You see, we pray for certain things and when it happens, we take it as if it's ordinary. Amen. Just a couple of years ago, if I mentioned COVID, you'd be shaken. But by the grace of God. Amen. So we must pray for the new converts. We must visit them. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 and verse 22. Let's read Acts chapter 15 first. Acts chapter 15 and verse 35. Acts chapter 15 and verse 35. Acts 15 and verse 35. He says, Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. The next verse, and some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and do what? Let us go again and do what? Continue to win souls. Let us go again and continue to win more other souls. No, there is a time after you have won the souls, He says, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached already, where we have preached the word of the Lord and see They do. And see how they do. You have the amplified version. Let us read that. I like the amplified version. It says, Paul and Barnabas remain in Antioch, and with many others also continued teaching and proclaiming the good news, the word of the Lord concerning the attainment of through Christ of eternal salvation in God's kingdom. The next verse. He says, and after some time, Paul said to Barnabas, come, let us go back and again visit and have and minister. Amen. Let us go back. Daniel, after we have preached to these people, after they have received Christ, after they have given their life to Christ. It says, after some time, they said, let us go back and again visit and help. Visit and help and minister to the brethren in every town where we made no." Becomes your desire to follow up and see how they are getting along, you will not know their state. You will not minister to them. You will not help them because you will not know what help they need. So let us go and see how they are getting along since they found Christ. Are they still in Christ? Are they still serving? Do they still go to church? Do they still believe? Let us go and see how they are getting along. The next verse. He says, now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, John called Mark, his n- near relative. You see, John wanted to take Mark with them. Now, this is another area that we ought to be careful, you know. It is not everyone that is committed to doing this work. The fact that someone is your friend and someone has been in a church for a long time. Many people who have been in a church for a long time, when we announce evangelism, they don't come. It's not everyone that souls are valuable to or important to. So, he says, Barnabas wanted to take with them, John called Mark. John Mark. He wanted to bring John Mark with them because he is his relative. Let us go with Mark. Let's take John Mark with us. John Mark is a family member. I go everywhere with him. Then Paul said, but Paul did not think it best to have along with them the one who had quit and deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone on with them to the work. Paul didn't think that this guy who does not like soul winning, whenever we call for soul winning, he doesn't show up. He has excuses. Are you listening? You see, there are some people who like to be appointed for certain things. They like to be chosen for certain things, but they are not committed. It ought to be in your heart about souls. So Paul noticed that this John Mark is not a serious person. Let us not commit this follow-up business unto him. But may you never be associated with the John Mark spirit. May you never be looked upon like John Mark. That he doesn't care. She doesn't really care about the church. Since he got a job, he doesn't really care. Since he got married, he doesn't really care. Since he had children, he doesn't really care. Since he bought a house, he doesn't really care. Since he bought a new car, he doesn't really care. That is not the kind of person you want to commit such valuable thing as souls to. Are you listening? But there are some. are some that care. So he said, the next verse, he says, and there followed a sharp disagreement between them. You know, so, you see, when you are not committed about following up souls, you bring all kinds of disagreement in the church. Because you carry a different spirit. And when the spirit is different from The spirit of Christ, which is about soul winning, it brings all kinds of division. So, this John Mark, because of him, there was now a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. You see, there was a sharp disagreement between the two, so that they separated from each other. And Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. We didn't hear much about Barnabas. It's not everyone, when it comes to, listen, listen to me. When it comes to the work of God, when it comes to the love for God, it is not everyone that you hold so tightly to. Even your wife, who is not serious about souls and not committed. Even your friend, who you have played with for years. Your classmate, you went to primary school and elementary school and middle school and high school and college together even that person when it comes to the work of god when it comes to loving god that is why when abraham saw lot did not have that love for god but abraham a lot loved things he says go look on the green that is what you like take all so when you are going for evangelism and you call this friend and you say, let us go, and he says, it's too hot. I'm not going. Just get up and go. Just get up and go. Even though the person is your wife. Or is your husband. Or someone you are planning to marry. Leave her and go. Are you listening? because that person is going to bring your ministry down. Amen. So that is what Barnabas did. He took Mark with him, and we didn't hear Barnabas ministry. Did you hear much about Barnabas ministry? Mark finished him. He finished him. Are you listening to me? So when you are coming to church and your wife says, your husband says it's too hot. Get out. And he says, honey, the weather is too hot. Let's go next week. Now listen. Listen. So the next verse, but Paul selected. He didn't just take anyone. He said, but Paul selected Silas and set out. Being commended by the brethren to the grace, the favor and mercy of the Lord. So Paul selected um, Silas. And do you hear about Barnabas as Paul Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas. Associate yourselves with people who love God. Associate yourselves with people who are committed to the things of God. Are you listening to me? There are many people i tell you there are many people they love god or pretend to love god when they have need. there are many people who pretend to be committed to the things of god when they have need but paul he selected someone who was committed someone who loved the things of god hallelujah someone who cared about the things of god amen So, verse 41 says, verse 41, and he passed through Syria and Cilicia doing what? Establishing and strengthening the churches. Establishing and strengthening the churches. They need follow-up. For the church to be strengthened, there's a need for follow-up. Hallelujah. There is always a need that we follow up. Amen. Are you are you are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? We must follow up. We must visit. We must counsel. We must interact. Hallelujah. Let's read one more verse, one more scripture. Acts chapter eighteen and verse twenty-two. Acts chapter eighteen and verse twenty-two. Are you are you enjoying this scripture that I'm reading with you? Are you seeing that the church of old did the work? They worked. Hallelujah. To establish a soul, it involves work. Amen. It involves labor. Don't think that you will establish any soul by just relaxing. If you are not prepared to get tired for God, you are not prepared to serve God. Do you know that Jesus worked a lot in the ministry? He walked a lot. Now, many of you, you have not been to Israel before, but there is a lot of sand. A lot of desert. And you walk in the desert. You walk in the sand. Jesus walked, and there was a time that he walked, he was so thirsty, he went by the well to look for water. Amen. Acts chapter 18 and verse 22 And when he had landed at Caesarea, this is Paul in his third journey. He says, when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and saluted the church, he went down to Antioch. He went to greet the church. When he went down to Caesarea, and after after he had spent some time there, he departed and went over all the country of Galatia and Phrygia in order to strengthen all the disciples. To strengthen all the disciples. So if you look at Paul's three journeys, this is what I've shown you. After he had gone through the towns and preached to the people and won souls, he made it a point to travel back again. The same towns, To strengthen the disciples. To strengthen the hearts of the souls. To establish the disciples. To encourage them. To continue on. To encourage them. Many of you receive many encouraging phone calls. And that is why you get established. Many of you receive many text messages. Souls do not come just because you went out this afternoon. They don't get established hallelujah. Now, one common mistake that we make when we do follow up, do you want to know? How many of you want to know one common mistake we make that when we do follow up? One common mistake we make when we do follow up is to waste time on non-serious and unsaved converts to waste time on non-serious and unsafe converse. Paul told Timothy to spend time on faithful people who were serious about Christ. Hallelujah. You see, there are some people who are not serious. There are some people, there are some souls that are not serious for Christ. you follow them up and follow them up and follow them up and waste time and they are not serious. And Paul is saying, such people do not waste time. There are many souls. Today, I was trying to witness to a brother. He was quite surprised, I think, that I approached him because he looks very fearful. You know, he has certain I approached him and I wanted to witness to him, he said he's going somewhere and he's late. He says he doesn't want to be late. And I said, I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. Now I've forgotten that, you know, you get to a certain age, you can't walk with certain people at a certain pace. So I began to walk with the brother and talking and talking and talking and talking. And then he's responding in a way and talking and talking and talking. And I realized I was very tired. And I look back where we started. And I have walked from that place already. And I was going to make a turn when I met him. And I walked all the way. In fact, I got lost. And I had to use my GPS to find my way back to the church. I tell you. But I realized as I was talking and talking and talking and talking, I realized that this is not going anywhere. <laughs> I realized that this is not going anywhere. And so I said, Brother, just take this frack <laughs> and may the Lord help you. And he thanked me. And I pray that he will read it. He told me his name and I told him my name. Amen. But there are some people that we don't have to waste time on. There are some people that we don't have to waste time on. If someone says that at this time in my life, church is not the most important thing. At this time in my life, church is not the most important thing. And the person has been in the church for a long time. And the person only comes to church when the person has needs. And the person comes to take the pastor's time, surround the pastor, and the pastor can't do anything and waste all the pastor's time. Let's not such souls waste your time. There are many souls that are perishing. Are you listening to me? Because one thing that we have to also understand is that the devil has devices. Are you listening? The devil has devices. And the devil can... A soul to you to tie you down. I noticed for some few years that I've been in a church that uh, there are in every church, in every church, every branch, you'll find one such person that the enemy uses to tie down the pastor. To tie down the pastor. Hold down the pastor in church, out of church, at work, everywhere. Tie down the pastor. Oh, yes. Every church has that. And there are certain troubles that you realize never goes away. And I noticed that there was a particular person, several pastors will come to this particular branch and this same problem, they are battling with. They're dealing with this person after church, that's the first person. And he ties down the pastor. And you see, many people are waiting. And then they leave. Of such, do not waste time. Don't avoid this mistake of unsaved convicts. Non-serious and unsaved convicts. So to speak. And the best that you can do for such people is to pray for them. Go on your knees and pray for Pray for them. Cry unto the Lord for them. And the Lord will set them free. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. It says, and the things that thou hast heard of me. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to what kind of people faithful people commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also faithful men commit the same thing that you have heard to faithful men faithful men not unfaithful people not uncommitted people commit spend the time with faithful men that is why in our church we have shepherds meeting we have Center leaders meeting. We have all kinds of meetings and servants armed and trained meetings. We have time to spend with people that we know are faithful. And so if you are not faithful and we think you are faithful and we have selected you to be a part of this, you are wasting our time. You are wasting our time. Are you listening? We, You are wasting our time. We want We want the message to be committed to faithful men who will also carry the same message to others. Faithful men. Amen. And so when we select you as a shepherd, and we, you see, because the things that we spend with the shepherds here is different from what we preach from the pulpit. The times that we spend with the shepherds can be a time that everyone is tired but we feel that there's a need to commit this message to faithful men and so if we have chosen you and you are not faithful you are wasting our time and you realize that people who are not faithful they don't attend such meetings people who are not committed faithful means committed constant amen so, until such a time, until a person comes to that stage, we need to follow that person up aggressively. We need to follow that person up with diligence. We need to visit that person. We need to show concern to that person. We need to care for that person. Hallelujah. We cannot neglect the souls that God has brought to us and hope that they will be established. We leave them like the baby. Whose mother abandoned her, we leave them in the fate of some other mothers who can spare some breast milk. Who can spare some breast milk? Such babies, when you look at them, they don't look well. They don't live for long. Are you listening? When we don't follow up the convicts well, they don't live for long. They don't stay in. They need to stay in Christ. They need to stay in the church. They need to be followed up until Christ be formed in them. Hallelujah. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you. So, prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. We need all of these things to establish the souls that God gives us. Put your hands together for the Lord. This is all time will allow us share. So rise to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Father, we are grateful and thankful. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all the souls that you direct our way. We thank you, Lord, for all the new combats that you bring to us. Pray, Lord, for the grace to follow up these combats with diligence. That spirit that was upon Paul and Silas, oh God, that made them go back to the towns, the places, travel back to visit these souls, these disciples, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to establish them. Lord, give us that same spirit in the name of Jesus. Give us the spirit for follow-up. Give us that spirit of diligence in following up. Give us the love and the compassion for souls. Oh God, that we will follow them up with diligence. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for every soul that you have brought our way. Father, forgive us for them that we have not visited, for the souls that we have not followed up, for the souls that we have not established father forgive us and redirect our steps once again to do them this great favor of following them up. He says until Christ be formed in them we thank you Jesus. Holy Spirit we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed you are here this afternoon born again. You are here this afternoon. You have not given your life to Christ. You know in your heart that if you were to die today, you are not certain where you will be. But beloved, heaven and hell are real places. These are not myths. These are not made up stories. There is a real place called heaven and a real place called hell. If you are here this afternoon, not born again, and you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I want to give my life to Christ. Wherever you are, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If you are also watching us on Zoom, you want to give your life to Christ, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon? Anyone else? You want to receive Jesus as your savior? Anyone else? If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come here with me. Just walk, take that bold step and come here. Anyone else? You have lifted up your hand, come forward. Come here. I want to pray with you. I just want to say a prayer with you. Anyone else? You want to give your life to Christ? Come forward. Is there anyone else who wants to receive Jesus as your Savior? Anyone else? Come forward quickly let me pray with you. Now I want the rest of the congregation to join me and join us in saying this prayer. Repeat this prayer after me, brother. And say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you. rose again on the third day please forgive me of my sins please wash me with your blood I welcome you into my heart Lord Jesus be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church, located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York, at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you!